This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Today we're going to talk about a prophecy from the book of Amos. For thus saith Amos, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led captive out of their own land. Also Amaziah said unto Amos, O thou seer, Go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread and prophesy there. But prophesy not again any more at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel, and it is the king's court. Amos 7.11 The people did not want to heed God's warnings. They wanted Amos to go away. He had the audacity to preach the word of the Lord in the king's court. How dare he! The king had supreme authority over the land. The king was the sovereign of the people. Amos had no right to come into their land and disrupt their business, their lifestyle. That was their thinking. What they forgot, or simply didn't want to hear, is that God Almighty, creator of the universe, is sovereign over all, above all kings, emperors, magistrates, any ruler's title you can think of. The etymology of the word so- sovereign itself is defined as ultimate power, absolute. If we are to believe that there are men or women today, or in any time, any day, who had absolute power and ultimate power, we would have to logically ask ourselves why they failed. For no leader of any country has ever possessed ultimate power, and every earthly government can be destroyed. Man can fall. 1 Corinthians 10.12 Kingdoms, literally interpreted domain of a king, that are upon this earth will come and go, just as this earth will one day. Those earthly kingdoms rise and they fall. Humans are imperfect and subject to error and decay. Our God in His domain is eternal in the heavens, and the only kingdom ever established was one that He established, His Church. It is comprised of repentant and obedient individuals who have chosen to follow His will explicitly, and it is made perfect by the blood of Christ and it will stand until Christ delivers it up to the Father, where the obedient will dwell with the sovereign God for eternity. Having rejected the word of God, Amos proceeds with his warning to the people. We read in Amos 8.12, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord of God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Can you even imagine a world without any knowledge of God? That's pretty chaotic and scary, isn't it? Now all of this was centuries ago, ladies. Amos struggled to teach and preach the word of the God, our God. But they sent him away, essentially saying, Go tell it to someone else. We don't want to hear it. And this is the king's court. And that's pretty interesting, because the Lord is called our sovereign by the Holy Spirit. He is called the Most High God. Listen to Genesis fourteen eighteen, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Most is a superlative adjective, meaning none is greater. Melchizedek is a king, but he was a priest of the Most High God. That would be God Almighty. No human can be greater. 
to attempt to try to elevate a creation of God to a place as a great God, as the great God, to maintain that man's will, man's law, can supersede that of our Creator is subject to eternal destruction. Our Heavenly Father was giving these people an opportunity to repent and be forgiven. Listen to what the Apostle Peter tells us by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 That does not sound like an unloving God to me, but rather one who created us all to dwell with Him forever. Amos did exactly what God told him to do. But when people don't listen to God, when they prefer to plug their ears and cry out, speaking to us smooth things, consequences will follow unless their behaviors and attitudes change. It takes both. A change of heart will provoke a change of mind, and that will result in a change of life. All of that must happen. Today we have the benefit of the inspired Word of God at our fingertips. It is holy, verbally inspired, absolute truth. Believe it, friends, it has proven over and over, and it documents events for a multiplicity of centuries that have been proved to be true from the very mouth of our Father. There are no discrepancies. Man may understand, he may try to twist the scriptures, but careful study and rightly dividing that word will always result in God being true. Romans 3, 4 states, God forbid, yea, let God be true and every man a liar, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and might overcome when thou art judged. When our thinking and our words stay in alignment with God's, then we will be justified, just as if we'd never sinned. We too can reject God just like those in Amos' day. We can discount his word. We can ridicule and dismiss the prophet or the preacher today as the priest Amaziah did in the days of Amos. There's nothing that will prevent us from doing so. But we must remember, we may not be taken into physical captivity today. It's not likely, but it could happen. We may believe we are living the good life, and nothing or no one can stop our pleasure and rebellion toward His Word. That type of thinking just shows that we really have been taken captive by Satan, and he is in control of our lives. He becomes our leader and sovereign. How sad! Will we be too blind to see as they did in the days of Amos? And one day, God forbid this will happen, we will see. Our vision will become crystal clear. In that shocking moment, we will beg for God to save us, but it will be too late then. There will be no turning back, no pleading with the God of heaven, who meant so little to us while we lived here. Our opportunities to hear, repent of our sins, confess His name as Sovereign King, and be immersed in water for the remission of those sins will be gone. If we haven't done so at that point, those sins that we attempted to hide, to cover, they will find us out. For our God is an all-seeing God, right down to the intent of the heart, observing every thought, every intent, every motive that may lie behind the actions we perform. This whole scene with Amos is such a sad, pitiful picture. We can send the messenger away. We can plug our ears to his word. We can kill the messenger. It's not going to change a thing. 
God's word stands immovable. His justice and righteousness will still prevail. In the end, we are powerless. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 May we all give serious consideration to those holy words recorded for us in his word and follow them. How blessed our lives, our nation, the world would be if we would each turn to him in truth. I thank you ladies for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.